little Tom Petty music. I love uh, when he was with the Traveling Wilburys. I'll tell you a story sometime how they got their name, him and Dylan and George Harrison. It's uh, kind of cute and it aggravates Karen when I tell it, so I like that story. But today, let's just go right to the phone. Joining us from Brad Peterson Outdoors is Brad Peterson. Good morning. Good morning, Terry. You know, we've been talking about a lot of things today, and we're going to talk some fishing with you and a lot of things that are coming up, but I think one of the things that we really, there's a bite going on. You know, people are always looking for a, a, a current bite, a way to catch fish. A lot of people only fish a few times a year, and if we can put them on a hot bite, and boy, if, if you can hit it right, those white bass at Boyd might be the ticket right now. That is absolutely right. You know, I heard Nate mentioning that a lot of people are talking about the dog days of summer and how tough the bite can be. But the the big key is, you know, focusing on what opportunities are out there right now. And at Boyd, the white bass are just going crazy. Uh, They're chasing schools of shad up in the top part of the water column. And you can catch them throwing just about anything you want to, as long as you keep it in that top two feet of water and they are all over the lake. So it doesn't, it's not having to find a specific spot. You just kind of go out there, pay attention to what's going on, look for boils on the water, look for the birds, you know, work in an area and head over there and just start catching or casting. And, and it's a great opportunity to catch a lot of fish for, for any skill level of angler. Oh, it really is, and having them just blow up in those boils or, you know, and like you said, there's a number of lures. I know you've recently been using top waters. I like top water, the small crankbaits, jigs, even a popping cork with a piece of plastic or bait behind it, but you really don't want to mess with bait. You just small artificials because you just want to keep casting, right? That's exactly right. I don't, when you get in those boils, they can come and go fairly quickly. So having to spend time to rebate may mean that you get a couple fewer casts out there and catch a few less fish than someone who's just using artificials. And they will hit artificials just as plentiful as live bait. So so stick with those, and it's a good time to build confidence in artificials as well. Now, are there is there some size to them? White bass tend to be either a small cousin of the wiper. They tend to be more of a panfish-sized fish. What kind of size are you seeing? I'm seeing a lot of those probably 9 to maybe 11-inch fish, but mixed in there, there are some fish in that 13 to 15-inch range. And Boyd is known to have white bass up to like 17 inches. And I tell you what, for their size, white bass put up a whale of a fight. They do. What what presentation are you using the most right now? Right now, I'm mainly using like a walking topwater bait, um, the Zara Spook, the Skitter V from Rapala, those type baits. I just enjoy watching the fish come up and blow up on them, and and just the excitement. You could do just as good with like a popper or a prop bait for a topwater, um, and then the other ones that you can use is. Uh, you know, little spinners, little crankbaits, uh, jig and a twister. And don't overlook flies and streamers. Uh, talked to a buddy that was out there this morning. Did really good pitching flies and little, you know, inch and a half to two and a half inch streamers 
just worked real quick through those boils, and he was catching a lot of fish and did get a couple real early over that 15-inch mark. What what size and color of the little Zara spooks or those type are you using? Small one, and is there any particular color? Yeah, I'm using. I'm not using the full size ones. I'm using the smaller ones that are about three inches long, or maybe just a little over. I think they call them like the juniors. Um, and white or white with pink, something that that imitates the shad. I I haven't thrown a silver, but I'm guessing a silver would work just as good. But you want something that's imitating those shad that the fish, the the white bass are up chasing. So. Use something with a white belly or a silver belly, and you're going to do well. And something you can cast fairly far, right? That's the nice thing about those walking baits. Even on those smaller sizes, you can get them way out there. So when you're sitting in a spot and you see those fish, you can get out there and get to them, and you don't have to motor up so close that you might spook them. You can cover a much bigger swath of of water and – you know, the morning, the bite, the the boils are kind of a little bit smaller. They're coming and going, but man, in the evening, starting about seven to seven thirty, the whole lake, particularly on the north side, just just starts. There's boils all over. There's individual fish popping. You just kind of get in the area that the fish are in, and you can just sit there and wait. And next thing you know, there's going to be a boil within casting distance of you. Did you do any casting while you're waiting, just blind casting, or do you wait for the boils? You know, before it gets really active, um, I will do some blind casting. Typically when I'm doing that, I'm letting the lure sink a little bit deeper down that five to seven foot in the water column when I'm just blind casting. But once you start seeing those boils, it's just too much fun. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm going to have my rod ready because the boils are going to pop up at any time. And that's when you want to make sure you're in that top two feet, 18 inches of the water column to get bit. What other bites are you seeing out there? If somebody wants to chase some other fish up in the northeast there, what are you seeing? Um, you know, horse tooth, they're still catching some smallmouth. Uh, they're on the main lake. The lake is still higher than normal, so the fish are spread out a little bit more than people are used to. Um, and the walleyes, because the lake is still high, there are still a few more shoreline-oriented walleyes. So with the full moon we just had, I think that you're going to have the opportunity to get out there at night, especially this weekend, and pitch the jerk baits for big walleyes close to shore or close to the dam areas. And then uh, if you're on a boat, you can do that pitching, and then I would go to uh, trolling suspended for those walleyes that are out there with the smelt and the shad, um, those are those are probably our two best bites. You can still catch walleyes out at Boyd um, on live bait, working that kind of that weed edge, that 11 to 16 foot range. But um, they're in little concentrated groups. So if you get some bites, make sure to turn around and work that area pretty hard. Um, because they're not just as spread out as they were, say, two, three weeks ago. But you definitely can still get those. And and the one thing that I love to do this time of year is it's you've got the opportunity to get up to the high country and fish those high alpine lakes to chase trout, whether it's in streams, ponds, 
you know, beaver ponds or, or lakes up there, those fish are feeding big time right now. And so that's a great opportunity for people to get up, get up to the mountains, enjoy them before winter arrives, because as we all know, winter's going to be here up there long before we really want it to be. Now, a couple places that haven't been fishing as well, but we should mention it in case people are planning trips. One are our northeastern reservoirs, and the other one is Glendo's experiencing a water drop. Take us through those. Yeah, the northeast reservoirs, they got hit really bad with the low water last year. And so, you know, just about from Jackson, Sterling, and Jumbo all have been fishing really tough this entire year, unless you're wanting to go out and catch carp. Now, if you're wanting to catch carp, I've heard the guys going out to Sterling are doing phenomenal out there. The one on I-76 that still is producing some fish is Pruitt, and it's producing undersized, kind of those 13, 14-inch walleyes. So if you're out in that area and want to get fishing, that's probably where I'd recommend going. You're going to catch some numbers. Be looking along the deep water near the dam. Uh, That's going to be your best area, and then any windswept shoreline. And then Glendo, every year, kind of this early August period, they open up the the outlet to run water down, kind of flush the river between Glendo and Guernsey and fill up Guernsey, the lake that's right below it. So the lake starts dropping a foot or two a day, and that can make the fishing really tough. And they started that last Sunday, and it's dropped enough that the Elkhorn boat ramp and the Reno boat ramp both have been closed because it's the water level is too low. So we're probably looking at another 10 days or so of this happening. And then once it's done, it's going to take you about three to five days for the water to stabilize and those fish to start biting again and figure out where they want to be. So I would say if you're thinking about going to Glendo, stay away for a couple weeks before you head up that way. All right, Brad, if people want to book a trip with you or want more information or tell them also how they can sign up for your report. Okay, I do a a weekly newsletter, fishing newsletter, with uh, the latest information and then cover stocking and all that for kind of the northern part of Colorado. And you can go to nocofishing.substack.com and sign up on that. It's free and it comes out weekly. Uh, If you're looking to book a trip, go to bpo.fishing is my website, or you can give me a call at 303-829-3998. And Facebook? Facebook at Brad Peterson Outdoors. All right, my friend, thank you as always for joining us. Great information. Get out and take advantage of that whitefish, white bass bite. Absolutely. I'll probably see some people out on the water this week doing it. All right. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Terry. You bet. I'll tell you what, you want to see how prolific that white bass bite and boyd can be. I did a video on one of my television shows. It's on my YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. Now, we used little poppers, I believe, that time. You could use little crankbaits, little walking baits like Brad is doing. But if you can find those boils, I'll tell you what, we caught so many fish that we had the footage to do a television show in probably less than an hour, maybe a half an hour, and that's with talking and and putting things up. And then we just fish for fun and let the camera people fish for fun. And I, it's just one of the most phenomenal bites. If you're an experienced angler, you're still going to have fun because it's just constant action. But if you've got a boat and you want to get kids out, 
teach them a little bit about casting and have them catch some fish. Boy, I tell you what, drift around the lake in the areas where the boils are happening. Pack a little lunch and take it with you. Just have some rods rigged up. Uh, the weather's cooling down a little bit. Sun might not be quite so intense. Any style of boat will work. And just don't rush right into the boils. Just get as close as you need to to make a cast. Or a lot of times you can just wait and they'll boil up by you. And I'll tell you what, it is one of the most phenomenal, fun ways to fish that you'll ever enjoy. So take advantage of that. Get some people out. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to switch things up and we're going to talk some shooting on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 1600 ESPN.